What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Audio Frontier. It's Wrestling Daft, it's the Marks, it's Tuesday evening, and this is going out Wednesday, but anyway, hailing from Larbert, weighing in at 185 pounds, I am John, producer of Wrestling Daft, the host of this show, uh, and with me, a man bigger than the length of the buzzer at the Royal Rumble, it goes on for a little bit, doesn't it? It's Big Alex. Is it that long? It's never something I really remember. Not really. Okay, uh, a man bigger than the deal WWE have done with Peacock is Big Alex. There we go. It does make a lot of sense, that one, doesn't it? If they were going to sell it to someone, it was going to be NBC. Them and NBC have been in the same bed for years, I think. I'm sure Gary will probably break us down in the news with the specifics on that later on, John. Don't start yourself up too. Let's speak about that man and introduce that man. He's obsessed with hot sauce, and I had no idea his obsession with hot sauce. He just bought seven bottles of hot sauce as Inside the Ropes' Gary Cassidy. I think this is the second week in a row that we've spoke about hot sauce, so I'm hoping that eventually we can keep this going and get me on that same challenge that Undertaker done when he completely broke kayfabe and uh, ate some hot wings and spoke about everything under the sun. Apart from the stuff we'll get into uh, that he spoke about. What is your favourite hot sauce, Gary, that you've tasted? Oh, uh, so, th- right, so um, I'll cheap plug the place though because they're literally just called Sauce Shop. Uh, but I got one for Christmas, which was the first one I had to reorder. And it's um, Habanero Maple Drizzle. Right. And it is just, uh, because I, I, I love like all kinds of hot sauce, but if it's hot, but a wee bit sweet as well. Right, 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 right. Um, But that, and I've also ordered some Amarillo chili, which is the yellow chilies that are really hot as well. And that one is, um, I've not tried the actual bottled one yet, but that's right. one you get on like Papa John's pizza and stuff that's oh. absolutely brilliant. Right, but uh, ma- maple habanero. What do, you, what do you use? Uh, you just pure wings, hot sauce, or what no, do you put on? No, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I, I eat wings, but they're a wee bit messy for me, so I'm not really a wings guy. Uh, I just like, I'm a simple guy, get some potato wedges and just uh, dip them in that, but marinade chicken as well, or that kind of thing. Even just uh, stick some crackers. Um, on them, but the one that I, we, I want to try that you're probably going to absolutely hate because I know that you're, I'm not going to say Avo, don't worry, um, but the one that I think you're going to hate is I really want to try the maple habanero one on pancakes. Oh, just because, no, uh, no, no, maple no, syrup, no, uh, no. I don't even know. Get, on, sauce get it on waffles, man. Waffles. <laughs> what? No. I, chicken, chicken and waffles. I absolutely chicken love waffles. chicken and waffles. So I, no. that's it. Uh, so John, would you ever have bacon with your waffles? No. What? Would you ever have bacon with pancakes? No. 
So you've never would have bacon, maple... Okay, then you just don't have a palate, mate, so... No, but... I, I can... Um, I can throw John off even more because I want to know his opinion on these. Of course, I'm drinking some beer today, but when my beer runs out because I'm waiting on another delivery, I've actually started drinking hard seltzer. Hard seltzer? I would love to know what John's opinion is on I've hard seltzer. I've never tried a hard seltzer <laughs> before. It is essentially alcoholic sparkling water, but flavoured. I hate sparkling water. <laughs> do you know what? I was going to do a promo on something else, but I'm, I'm, I feel sparkling water needs to get it. I fucking hate sparkling Who? What crazy... Uh, the devil drinks sparkling water. I drink it sparkling water consistently Aye, every day. Water. I put like diluting juice in it, so it's like busy juice. You drink spark... Oh, Jesus. The, the, one the thing- only way. It's so much better. Like, I mean, after years and years of fizzy juice, like, I mean, there's only so much Rubicon you can drink before your palate just gets dosed with sugar, oh, isn't it? So- love a Rubicon. Rubicon with rum is fantastic. But the one thing, if I was King ever with rum, to cut Gary, a- that's the way. Oh, ting, ting is great. But the one thing, if I was ever to cut a promo on anything sparkling water related, I can't open a bottle of it without it going everywhere. <laughs> like no matter how I can leave it still for like twelve hours, open the bottle and it'll still fucking shoot absolutely everywhere. So, uh, but I hard seltzer is the way alcoholic flavored water flavored. Water, <laughs> water. Absolutely, can't wait for John to cut a promo on it in the future. Right, well, I'm going to save that one. Um, you are of course listening to Wrestling Daft and not Food <laughs> Daft or Seltzer Daft as it is. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, let's just talk a little bit about the Peacock deal that's been done, Gary. You've kind of been over that. Um, big money involved. What do you think has led to the decision? for them selling the network real really the selling the network to peacock um money yeah. <laughs> i think it is as simple as that uh, but it was a bit of a surprise for me I, I hadn't heard anything about this it's been obviously no with peacock but it's been, been kind of rumored for a bit and it was rumored more with espn who apparently have cut their ties with wwe since this uh, came out um but i i woke up yesterday to the news like i guess most people in the uk did uh that Peacock essentially have now acquired the WWE Network. I believe it's the 18th of March it comes in, but in in the United States, there will be no more... Well, I'm being dramatic here. I was going to say there will be no more WWE Network. There will be, but it will be homed exclusively on Peacock, which we've spoken about Peacock many times on this very podcast. It's a streaming service. uh, Yeah, it's got like the American office on it. It's got Saved by the Bells on. A lot of people were marking out for in my mentions when I was uh, talking about it. Just just please don't talk about the remake. It's one of the things on Netflix (laughs) that's actually worse than the big show show. I've never, I've never watched it, but that's it. Obviously, they've got that. They've got the English Premier League, so they've got a whole host of things. For me, I think the one thing a lot of people are a bit, you know, sceptical of it. For me, I think it's great for WWE because looking at it, Peacock is massive for a start. If you look at the actual numbers, Wall Street Journal reported that it's a five-year contract and they didn't detail it specifically because WWE haven't released the financial details yet, if they will. Um, But they said that it was worth over $1 billion, uh, $1 billion, sorry, over $1 billion over that five-year period. If you compare that to the deals for Fox uh, doing SmackDown and the USA Network doing Raw, it's up there. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it might be slightly more. I'm not sure it's definitely up there in that ballpark, though. If you count that for the network, and that is just for the United States. Of course, no change in the UK, no change anywhere else yet. Uh, but it's the kind of thing that you've got to look at this, because if it goes well, 
and I mean, financially, it looks like it's gone. Then they could look at doing it in other markets. They already do it in India. Um, the WWE Network is via Sony in India. Um, and you, all their pay-per-views are on mainstream television, terrestrial television. What a novel wow. idea that is. Um, but I, so, so this deal, five years, a billion dollars, uh, and it will see essentially a migration of the WWE Network onto the Peacock app just in the United States. Uh, the important thing for consumers and it might be something that we get to when we do the odd podcast read in the future. But um, if you were in America or had a VPN in America, then the WWE Network, you might not be able to get the free version anymore. They've not provided any details on that. But you could get the WWE Network with adverts for $4.99 uh, without adverts for $9.99. But of course, that's not just the WWE Network. That is Peacock as a whole. So you get all the wrestling, the office, Saved by the Bell and the Premier League games. It's it's a big, I think it's a really good thing for the Yanks because we're all hitting that stage. We all have two bloody many streaming services and you're bouncing around between eight different apps. Yep. But Gary, you mentioned ESPN there. Am I right in thinking that ESPN is currently working on a deal with like New Japan and Impact and things like that and AEW to get them on? So that's maybe more fuel to that fire. It's been rumoured. It's not something I've heard anything specifically about, but... It would make sense because it came out, uh, I believe it was Dave Meltzer said last night that apparently ESPN have just went, nope, that's it with WWE. And of course, they were doing a great deal of things um, with them, but they were showing the odd, I think, uh, pay-per-views. They showed like the odd, um, what was it, WrestleMania Classic before WrestleMania started. I think they showed Evolution again on ESPN and they've done obviously the 30 for 30 on Ric Flair and all that in the past. ESPN is massive, but at the same time, all, all these, you know, massive broadcasters in the US are giants. So it's kind of, if you thought it were one of them and another one's going to pay you a billion, yeah. a billion dollars, it's not, yeah, not the biggest uh, deal, but I, I think it is a really interesting one to keep an eye on, specifically what ESPN do. But the only criticism that I've seen in this I'm not sure how much depth there is to this, but the one criticism I've seen is wrestling fans gone, well, that means that WWE don't need to be held accountable by wrestling fans anywhere because they're back, you know, it's in the mainstream. They're not going to listen to criticism about the network if people are just going to be watching it as part of Peacock. Not sure how much you can read into that. And I would say being a cynic, looking at just the numbers, if you're getting that kind of money coming in in a year where you've, you know, eliminated live events and all that kind of thing. Who's who's not going to take that for <laughs> essentially yeah. putting all the content you've already made when you're still going to make money on it outside of America? I think it's a, I think it's pretty much a genius uh, a genius idea by WWE to do this and kind of wish I was in America to get Peacock, but I know that how I can long, get it here. So it appear on <laughs> BT will launch some big streaming service that'll start encompassing a lot of this stuff. Or who is? Who owns NBC? Well, but that's the lo- interesting thing. Peacock, apparently, there's a rumour that they are going to be a launching in the UK engine. Um, mm. So that could be interesting. But I was trying to think of who in the UK could, you know, who has the money to do this? I don't think Netflix would because, you know, if they'd done it, they'd want it in America as well. The first thing that came to my mind was Amazon Prime, but they're buying up the Premier League. I'm mm. wondering if there could be something to that, but... Again, I think they might want the international market because I think, were they not playing some of the Premier League ones in the States as well? Yeah. And it was yeah. like simulcast between the two. Uh, sadly, so. I don't think uh, BritBox can afford any uh, big <laughs> deal for us. So <laughs> I think we might be snickered there. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, has anyone from Peacock actually watched Raw recently? 
Well, I mean, that's the thing that I was thinking because they get Ron Smackdown three weeks later, so they might just have seen the Bianca Belair uh, documentary and went, buy it, because uh, that was fantastic, as yeah. all the documentaries all that we've seen on the network uh, recently. So, yeah, because that's so the thing, it's not just for Ron Smackdown, is it? It's, it's a lot of the other content that comes with it. Yeah. And I actually think that's the kind of thing that I keep saying it. They should show that to him, specifically Raw, because I think a lot of people are actually more interested in those documentaries than the weekly product. But Aye. that's just me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, we'll talk a wee bit more, more about that, um, the wrestlers' reaction to it when we get to the news a bit later on in the show. Of course, we'll be burying and putting over stuff from the weekly TV shows. At the end of the show, we're going to do our Royal Rumble predictions. Um, Fantasy Booking Island, we have your booking for this week, Alex. So we're a week in advance, um, uh, and we'll give you... Uh, the winner of last week's booking um, and also WrestleMind the Buzznox is back for 2021 um, as either myself or Gary will be taking on one of the listeners in a wrestling based quiz but first it is time to cut a promo I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest I'm not going to talk about sparkling water. We've talked about that enough. I'm not going to talk about hot sauce with sweetness. In it. I'm not going to talk about bacon being put on pancakes or waffles. But you are going to talk about food, aren't you? Fantastic. No, I'm not. I'm not, actually. I think we've talked enough about food in this podcast already. I am going to talk about awkward conversations. Now, I've recently... I've got a dog, right? You know, and... There's a, there's a society. There's a dog-walking society. Have either of you ever owned a dog? No, I'm a cat man myself, which oh, I, I think you've got a promo on me next week for that. Yeah, he's a cat guy. There are 100% cats cat. on this side, I'm uh, afraid. It's two cats, yeah, yeah. one. But, you know, you, you guys just get to sit about, the cat just fannies about, you know, it'll wander about or whatever. Uh, does it take, takes care of itself. The dog needs to go out and walk. The dog likes socialising. I've got a Labrador. I mean, he's a wee puppy and he likes playing. But, you know, because he, he's a a Labrador, he, he goes up to every dog and then the dogs play with each other and then you just end up stuck in this monotony conversation and then there's times come around where, you know, the dogs are playing together and then you're just stuck with this guy or girl for about 10 minutes and just making small talk. I guess that what I'm saying is small talk conversations, you know, when you're, you're stuck in a conversation with someone, it's like, I just want to get away from you. And then they give you the life story. And Why are you not plugging your podcasts? <laughs> what you should be talking about, you should be using these opportunities as just free marketing. Joy wrestling, mate. Joy wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like wrestling, but you like football. Yeah, actually you like wrestling, football, Jackie, Bald, I can give you something about one of the three. There you go. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's that, you know, but as wrestling fans, as we know, we don't volunteer that information. When you come across a, a, a fellow wrestling fan, it's almost like you discover someone and you're like, oh, you like the wrestling, do you? And then you're. <laughs> Like completely ingrained into conversation. Like at my new workplace that I've just started, uh, Billy Kirkwood also works in in the workplace, and it's like great. It's like talk wrestling with you. I can talk wrestling with you, but you know you can't just suddenly start a conversation when you meet someone with their dog and go, "Who you got for the rumble at the weekend?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can, no. but I mean it would be questionable. But I, I think that the one thing if you talk to, and I, I've noticed that just getting a lot of taxis and um, it sometimes comes <laughs> up in conversation. I, I know I'm a taxi guy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what that's got to do with it. But the one thing that I've noticed is I can never mention wrestling with it in my head immediately thinking that the next response is going to be, is that fake shite? 
It's like that's yeah, just going to yeah, be the yeah. thing that somebody will reply to you straight away if you say it in a bit wrestling. I mean, the, 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 I mean, we're not being in a taxi recently, but the small talk taxi, you know, busy, right? You know, hairdressers going anywhere nice in your holiday. Just small talk. Just small. Just shut the fuck up. You need a you pair know? of headphones, mate. <laughs> yeah. Headphones. Uh, that's that's quite antisocial, though. But anyway, so small talk <laughs> conversation. You're complaining about having to be social, and now you're complaining about looking antisocial. Pick a that's side. Stick true. to your side. Right. Okay. Right. So small talk conversations. Put that in the bin. It's that point in the show we like to go through the wrestling shows from across the week as we bury and put over stuff from them. Um, Alex does AEW, I do NXT, Gary does Raw, and the current guest mark champion who's got the strap around his waist at the moment is Mr. Bronze Chell, who will do SmackDown for us. Remember, if you do want to take on the champ, you can always... Uh, Make a go for it on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, and you can come on to the show next week and do SmackDown. And then it would be like a SmackDown off, and then we'd award the, the winner of the belt. So that's how harsh it could get. So if you want to take on Chill, <laughs> uh, you can do that. Just get on the Patreon. Um, let's start off where we normally do, and that is with AEW and Alex. Well, we're actually going to go further back than that, John. We're oh, going right. to go back to Tuesday night. On impact Tuesday night. Tuesday night on impact. Oh now, yeah, because I, I quite like Matt Stryker has been pushing the uh, the midweek wars. I believe is his new terminology <laughs> for it. I wonder where he got that idea from. But as they alluded to on Dynamite, Matt Hardy actually had turned up on a on on impact on Tuesday to confront Gallows and Anderson and uh, Chris Sabin and James Storm. So it's good that they finally got some AEW presence over an impact. It's definitely the right guy to do it. I think he, what was his lines? He said that he picked up Impact and brought single-handedly brought them back to relevance. And he also said that he never lost the tag team titles. They were stripped from him in some stupid teleportation angle. So he yeah. was on fire and, and he nailed it. And the result of that was actually Private Party beating Saban and James Storm to become the number one contenders for the Impact belts. And then they did their big heel turn on Dynamite the night after. I mean, it's a bit weird that they're booking kind of heel AEW versus heel yeah, impact. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm willing to give it some time to, to let it carry on. It's a good start. I'm glad it started kind of going both ways. But it was Drunk Alex who was watching this week. So as much as Drunk <laughs> Alex is really wanting to pull over Matt Hardy hard, he also wants to bury him because of those fucking trousers of his because they do look like he's just wearing puke on his legs. So... <laughs> But because this was Drunk Alex this week, we have to kind of go through another couple of clothing comments. So, first of all, Kenny Omega's shirt. He destroyed Paisley. Purple should, Paisley should never be in purple. But he did kind of make up for it with his ridiculous Winkle Picker shoes that have now also become part of a storyline, which I quite like, and have now actually inspired the main event of next week because he used them to attack Penta. And next week we are getting <coughs> is it Moxley, Penta, and Phoenix versus... Uh, Kenny, Gals, and Anderson, which should be which should be class. So I'm very happy about that. But now this is also going to segue back to something that John talks around a lot. So our listeners, if they're not aware, John is obsessed with his NWO, sorry, with getting his NWO Zubaz. Yes. So I've got an idea now for AEW to do something similar. So I don't think anyone will disagree with me here. But does everyone not think that Miro is currently dressing like a Slavic drug drug dealer? And I absolutely love it. Like he looks like he's your cousin from GTA 4. So <laughs> what I propose is can we get a line of Miro branded fucking designer tracksuits for AEW merch? 
That's what I want. So do that, AW. Get yourself some merch. It'll be all good. It'll be fine. I wish they'd bring out, like, um, you know, the Mickey Mouse one he wore, but have it like Miro Mouse and just have his face instead of Mickey Mouse. Uh, yeah, there's money. <laughs> so much they could do. Even if they change it every week, there's lots and lots of things you can do. So as much as he's looking good, his current storyline is slightly more questionable, but we'll give it another couple of weeks since I did bury that last week. But that does lead me nicely on to my next putover, which is going to sound crazy, but I'm putting over the women's division again. We got a blooming, we got a fresh match. Layla Hirsch has returned, and I think Layla, Layla Hirsch looks hard as fuck. Like I know she's only four yep. foot eleven, but would you fuck with Layla Hirsch? <laughs> no, no one would. And uh, Penelope even got her nice wee splits, and that was just the signature of any Penelope Ford match. So. Now, this is also good. I'm going to segue again here, and I apologize for this one, but I want to see what you guys think of this. So I was on Reddit earlier, and someone had posted on the AEW official Reddit page regarding their opinion on the AEW women's division. And the point that they had highlighted was that initially, Kenny Omega had stated that he wanted the women's division to be like the WCW cruiserweight division. So now I kind of, I, I kind of understand that, but at the same time, does that not then... It feels like he was trying to underbook the division from the start, if that's all he was going for. You know? <laughs> yeah, he said that he thinks they should have their own spotlight and have their own show. But I don't know how off the cuff that remark was, because he done two separate interviews and said almost the exact same thing in both, um, in response to the same question, obviously. Uh, but one of them was roughly that he, he thought it should be the same as that, which I'm like, what, do you just mean underappreciated <laughs> never, like... never in a main event slot they come yeah. on to start every show like it's it's the call i mean if you talk about a glass ceiling see like the wcw cruiserweights so i mean it's just there so it seems like a bit of a silly silly way to try and book a division but hopefully that mentality is went out the window yeah it, it was a good week so my berries are minimal i'll get them out of the way berry number one they did the music mashup with mjf and jericho and it was fucking terrible i hated it it was awful, but they kind of made up for it with the Sammy Hager stuff. And I mean, I didn't really know who Sammy Hager was and that that was a thing. But of course, they had the rock star, the red rocker, Sammy Hager, kind of giving a little bit of promo during their new entrance. And my other berry is that they haven't given Eddie Kingston and Jake the Snake enough promo time. You know, those two would have had a great time on the mic together. But match of the night, kind of. Another segue onto that. A bit of a shout out to the Dark Order and Adam Page for that terrific finishing combination that they also put in Page's wee buckshot. But kind of has to go to has to go to the inner circle little me lane, didn't it? And very surprisingly for me, the man of the match was Jake Hager. I, he... I've not seen Dynamite this week, but apparently it was really it was a, one of the best Jake Hager matches ever. Well, he kept catching them out. Like he caught out Jericho with a bat, then he caught out like MGF with a ring. And it was like what a bodyguard should be doing. And then there was also a fucking huge senton from Sammy Guevara, like a huge senton that would have probably killed most men. So, Sammy I mean, it was. Sammy Guevara turning face soon, do you think? Oh, they kind of might have to break up the inner circle soon, really, don't they? After MGF and Jericho won. I think we all knew that had to be the outcome. But. Yeah. I think he's the only one that can really turn face at this point in that group. I mean, Jericho could, obviously, but I don't think you can do it with MGF. It kind of ruins everything if you... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think Sammy Guevara's like the obvious one, but it'd be interesting to see where they go with him because I feel like he's the kind of guy that right before his suspension was on the cusp of being like in that TNT championship picture and being like one of the people that we'd be like, oh, he needs to be doing something bigger, but then it's just 
obviously fell away a wee tiny bit momentum wise, but I think he is destined for mm. destined for bigger things. So hopefully he gets that when they switch up the inner circle a bit. Yeah, I mean him, Darby, and MGF are the kind of young prospects, you know, and that's something that AEW I think have that WWE don't is you know that that those guys on the main roster that you think they're future world champions. Well, you I think you struggle a wee bit with. WWE at the moment, I think. I think so do they up until quite recently. Considering yeah. let's like it's only like now with Drew and Roman and stuff, and even Bray to a certain extent, they are but, really trusting in their own new main event. You see that, Alex, but I mean these guys like Roman and Drew are, are experienced pros. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not like the MGFs and Darby Allens and Sammy Guevara's are, are quite fresh and new to the game, you know. I mean, you've obviously got the developmental talent in the NXT, but even then, when you look down there, it's like Gargano and Champa and yeah, know, I mean, the only one was, was it... Thatcher and people like that, you know, because it was Garza and stuff like that. But Garza came up, yeah, got married and has disappeared. Exactly. One guy that I think, um, one guy I think's doing amazing stuff on Dynamite that I, I think. You know, some people might laugh at me for saying it, but you, you know I love my underdogs. I think Serpentico is not getting enough credit. Oh, for fun. I think the guy is absolutely amazing. Obviously took the frog splash for Snoop Dogg and then got, got beaten <laughs> up by, by a kid this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think the guy is just amazing. I think every time he's on screen, he just does something meaningful. And even when he's not, even when it's just his mask being used by Sammy Guevara like a few months ago, I just think the guy's amazing. I love Serpentico. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel kind of bad for um, for Brody's other son that is not going to get the same birthday that his other <laughs> son has had. You know, it's, I know. I know. Match um, night, Alex. Match the night was the inner circle, all in yep. full on melee thing. Good, good. Um, let's move on to NXT then, shall we? I thought it was a I really enjoyed NXT this week. Um, the the wasn't like something that made, made it really stand out. I just, I just thought it was a really put to, well put together show uh, and I really enjoyed the wrestling in it. Um, you know, so let's start off with, with the putovers. Ah, it's quite. A f- I've written down a load this week, you know that. Wait. You're getting worse. Like, do you remember when we first started doing this and people would come on the show and they'd recite the whole show? And they wouldn't really give you a barrier put over. You've done the opposite. That's the you've opposite. Gone, you've gone full circle, and that's now what you do. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's there's just uh, there was a lot of, of good things. First of all, I want to put off uh, over. You know, I've, I'm a big fan of Casey Cantzaro. Um, how I think her progression in her career could be a, a to a Rey Mysterio kind of level in the women's division. But did anybody see what she did from the top rope? I can't even describe how many. You know, four fifty. 900 degree splash thing flip thing i was like wow how did she do that i know we've spoken about her before but i I just think you know there was those rumors that she was going to quit wrestling it's like man i'm so glad she didn't because she is like ridiculously different to anything else that you see you know even on nxt but in the wwe i can't i know we're going to get into royal rumble predictions later but i can't wait to see if she's in the royal rumble match again because I, I think she just brings eyes. Literally, you kind of take your eyes off her as soon as she starts doing the flips and all that kind of thing. So I'm really hoping she's going to be in the Rumble match. Yeah, just just really, really incredible. Really impressed by her, and I think she's got a big future. Um, let's go over to a, a buddy, and I'm not. I'm only do, going to do one buddy this week, um, mm. and it's just I'll, I'll give you an honorary one. Um, the buddy I'm going to put in is. I like the Lucha House Party, and I'll go on to that in a bit. But um, the Lucha House Party going over Imperium, I guess there was a return of Alexander Wolf 
um, to NXT as well. Where's Walter though? I know he does the big thing about not going to America and stuff, but I mean, well, I think I think Wolf does live in the states because he was obviously in Sanity, yeah. and then he yeah, they pushed him over to UK yeah. because of his his. Uh, because did he have much of a relationship with Bartel and stuff beforehand, Gary? Because I thought they just kind of threw him in there, didn't they? No, I believe Wolf was part of WXW and Ring Camp. Um, so he was actually part of Ring Camp. Yeah, okay, but they just, they, aye, they didn't instantly put them together, but I think he was part of them. And then obviously being part of Sanity when Imperium ended up a thing, it just wasn't instantly part of it. But I remember that because I went to the first NXT UK show in Glasgow and couldn't make the second night because it was uh, my fiance's birthday. So I'd done interviews. Then went out and done all the normal stuff and looked at my phone and went, Bastard Alexander Wolfe just debuted in NXT UK. Your fiance looked at you with Gary. This is the one night of the year you've done it. It was just like, oh, went the wrong night. Can <laughs> <laughs> you change your birthday? Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the Luch House party went over them, but I mean, Imperium, you know, it's not Imperium without Big Walter involved, is it? It's, it's a kind of. It's a group without a leader in it, you know. Has he been I'm appearing like, on NXT UK or is he in Germany and can't get across even here? I don't know, Alex. I mean, obviously the last thing in what Big Water thing we saw was um, the Dragon Off uh, match. Yeah, because I haven't been, I haven't seen him. Well, I haven't watched every week of NXT UK since it came back on, but I haven't seen him on the weeks that I have watched it. It, yeah. it was against Akad recently. Yeah, uh, he wrestled Akad recently. No, he's um he's fine for the he's been at the tapings, so I think. I think it's kind of commonly known, but the way the NXT UK things are going on, they have a three-week camp in which they do their tapings, yeah. and that includes an isolation period uh, in London in a hotel. So uh, so it, it's no problem getting him there. The problem is getting him to the States because obviously there's different restrictions, but he also doesn't want to move to the States. He's been very, <laughs> very open about it in the past. So I think, I, know. I think that's a kind of thing. If we see him there, it won't be a permanent thing at any point ever. Give him Gary's European Championship. Aye, <laughs> give him the European <laughs> He never has to go to the States. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, 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 so, yeah, but I'll, I'll come into the house party just in a bit. And just a, a quick shout out to, has anyone noticed that Vic Joseph looks a wee bit like the baddie from Lazy Town? Or is that just me? <laughs> have a look at Vic Joseph and then have a look at the... I can't remember the baddie from Lazy Town, but... I don't know the, what Lazy Town is. Yeah, Sporacus and all that, or... Uh, I'm not aware. Uh, the, the, I, I don't want to speak badly about the lad because I'm sure he died. Um, but in Lazy Town, he played a character that had a massive... Ch- he's like an over... Why do they make actors wear those prosthetics and then put them on yep. television in front of children that would give me fucking nightmares well there you go and it looks exactly like Vic Joseph <laughs> very plastic uh, skin I'll give you that so there we go uh, uh, I'm going to go over move on I'm just going to do one buddy put over a uh, couple of shout outs uh, Ma- Kishida just gets better and better every week Malcolm Bivens is just going to be fantastic I'm, I'm really interested to see what he does with the kind of Tyler Rust thing um, and the final put over, I'm going to give to this week the Lucha House Party because I think they're really underrated. Love I, Grand I, Metal League. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you know they, they, there was a just a beautiful double team where they, they were stand. Uh, one of them, I think it was Lindsay, or uh, it was standing on the shoulders and like going backwards and just it was just incredible. I think that you know. I get a lot of people aren't into that style of wrestling, but I like it. I like a good flippy, flippy 
bit of luchador wrestling. Uh, and I thought they, they, they were great in, in the match against Imperium. Didn't think the right team went over, but it was good to see actually Lucha House Party maybe getting a little bit more elevated. They've been over Why the... they put them to NXT? Because, I mean, they don't have any well, tag teams on the main roster. Like, I thank fuck they have because they're just chasing the twenty four seven championship on Raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy for them. Like, it's a fucking promotion for them. Don't get me wrong, oh. but it's like I mean, let's it's... just give away all our tag teams. Ah, uh, you could, they could really be used somewhere. I, I would. I know that they kind of messed up the full thing with them and Kalisto. I would love to see them with Rey Mysterio. I, I just think put them with Rey Mysterio. Gears the gears the um, LWO again. There we go. Just feed them, feed them, feed them with Legado del Fantasma. Oh, that's Aye, what they'll man. do. They'll feud them with Legado del Fantasma. Oh, I've just them, answered my Have them join the Legado del Fantasma. That would be much better. Which army? Which uh, army would be amazing? You've had your ninja army, John. You just want armies with <laughs> all racial stereotypes. That's all you want in your wrestling. I've, I feel really bad, but I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to do a quick buddy as well. I'm going to use up another buddy. I was really disappointed in the fight pit match. I don't know why I was really I was expecting so much from it after the first one I thought was brilliant and I was really let down by the Thatcher Champa um, fight pit match I'm I'm more disappointed that they've uh, put them together and put them in the Dusty Classic because I was really excited about the Dusty Classic and I I like them as a team and I like what they're they're doing but I think it just is a really underwhelming kind of we know what's going to happen here kind of thing. Grizzled again, so then Grizzled will have lost two years in a row, and then there's a reason to be Grizzled. It's like, come on, you've dropped out MSK by <laughs> they haven't really because obviously MSK will be fine, but I was like, oh, what are you doing? You've ruined my life by. <laughs> no, not, uh, not just having it the way it originally was so. yeah bit, bit, bit much ruining your life gary but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh yeah and match night i'm going to give to imperium uh, which house party really enjoyed that um let's move on to smackdown paul have you got lots of good things to say i watched it this week i didn't quite enjoy it it was a bit weird it was very segment heavy as opposed mm. to like marches um a lot of good stuff on there, and there were some like really bad things as well. But first, put over Sami Zayn handcuffing himself to the barrier in protest, just being a wee dick. Just absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I, I love the. Describe Sami Zayn. He's just a wee dick, and I love it. <laughs> I loved it throughout the show. He switched his signs. Yeah, that was like the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like as, as soon as someone was coming out, like say switching signs, not my champ when Big E came out. Justice for Sami. Sami was robbed. Changed my mind. It's really good stuff. I also um, don't know if you've seen, but there was, um, and it was only I, I wish they'd put more attention on it, and I don't know if it was deliberate. There was a screenshot of him beside Bernie Sanders because he was wearing the similar yes. green coat doing the exact same pose sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but, um, first body of the night, Street Profits trying to bribe Sonia Deville to get their title rematch with a fruit basket. Shite. That is shite. <laughs> that is proper shite. <laughs> so, I don't think Sonia Deville would be interested in a fruit basket. I mean, maybe maybe like Otis might like a fruit basket, but Sonya. yeah, especially the fact that he's apparently on a diet with the Alpha Academy. But yeah, <laughs> just rubbish. Um, Billy Kay getting the Riot Squad into the Rumble and then they booted her out. Just oh, so I was gutted for Billy Kay. I love what they're doing with her though. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that in the rumble she's going to eliminate them and then she's going to put it on the resume just to rub it in their face. No. I, I'd absolutely <laughs> love it. 
<laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, what did you make talk, talking about the female side thing? What did you make of the Bianca Belair obstacle course thing from? Well, <laughs> I, I was kind of on the fence about it. When it got like announced, I was just getting vibes of the old NXT where they used to do that. I was like, yeah. oh, please, no. Um, but I actually ended up really enjoying it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I probably should have. Um, you know, <laughs> Bailey lived in Chad Gable. <laughs> you had Bailey lifting Chad Gable and then, you know, Bianca's lifting Otis. That was I incredible. could not believe... It was kind of worth it for the screenshot, was it not? Because like on all the WWE thumbnails come Saturday morning was just Bianca carrying Otis. Yeah, it was was so good. And even like the build up to it, like they had obviously Bianca doing skipping with like her her big massive braid. And then Bailey's like putting up on Twitter and Instagram, I'm in training and she's on a pogo stick in her garage. (laughs) Just absolutely brilliant. So yeah. Um, I, I was kind of on the fence about that one, but like I say, I enjoyed it a lot more than you know, I expected to. Um, but probably biggest put over the night was the opening segment. Roman saying it took him a pandemic to miss a show. Didn't want to be like Adam Pierce. His elbows hurt. He's got bad ankles since college and his back hurts from carrying the WWE for years. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Just definitely a highlight. Um, the genius there was them setting up the Paul Heyman Adam Pierce match because we all knew it wasn't going to happen, but no yeah. one was changing that channel because everybody had to see what they were going to do with it. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. that was genius. Yeah, mm-hmm. is, it, is anyone else disappointed that Adam Pierce isn't going on to fight Roman Reigns? <laughs> I was, I was, I would have liked to have seen that. I would have we liked... might get that on an episode of SmackDown. Uh, I, th- I think we might see him wrestle eventually because he's doing a wee bit of physicality. And yeah. you know, we know it can go, obviously it's been a long time and they you know, WWE have different restrictions for different, you know, companies, but I would love to see him. I keep saying I want to want to see him against Drew Gulak or see Adam Pierce enter the Royal Rumble after telling people they can't declare themselves. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd like and then that. just come out with like a Roman Reigns t shirt and be like, coming for you, Roman, <laughs> and then immediately get eliminated if you do that. Uh, Paul, what was your match tonight, sir? So it's going to be Cesaro versus Ziggler. Um, the best part was Daniel Bryan cutting a generic Royal Rumble promo. Um, Cesaro came out and he replied, um, Daniel Bryan challenged him to a match. And then obviously, you know, Cesaro just says, no, he's like, I beat you last week. So then he issued the open challenge, which was uh, accepted by Dolph Ziggler, yeah. which really, really enjoyed. The way One thing... I'll never throw a flag on that match because it was absolutely amazing. But do you know what I absolutely loved on SmackDown? The Sasha Banks versus um, Cirque du Sommelier, Reginald. Oh, it was incre- absolutely amazing. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> that was brilliant. Reginald is my new favourite. Ah. I had to... I, I, <laughs> the stuff he was doing was incredible. With a smile on his face. I loved that. I absolutely loved that. And can I just mention Cesaro as well, the, the Dr. Evil? And he just goes... How's about no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, as Vince we say, music magpie again, watching those films. Ah, like, oh. <laughs> Watch this week. Uh, thanks very much, Paul, for that. Smackdown, I, I, I think it is, out of, uh, well, out of certainly all the WWE products at the moment, it's definitely the most watchable uh, bit of television going. That's what you can do with a two-hour show, Raw, you can learn from that. And have they learned from it, Gary? Or are we going to get the Gary Cassidy? <sighs> this is the best part of the show. I say this every week. This is- <laughs> it's, just like, it's just Gary shitting all over Rob. Here we go. No, there were things to like this week, um, thankfully. 
<laughs> it was probably the best show since the draft, I think, but it still wasn't great. Uh, but it was the, uh, but uh, definitely a progression, definitely an improvement. I'm going to start where I put over, and I don't think it's something that WWE or the person that I'm going to put over would thank me for putting over, but I need to put over Shelton Benjamin for getting to take off his mask, taking off his mask, and then saying, shit. <laughs> after he's removed the masks so we can all visibly see him saying shit and Cedric Alexander just standing with a smug look on his face which of course kind of plays into the character because they're doing a, a wee tease that those two are really getting on uh, but I thought that was fantastic mainly because you know it's, it's good out with it being a funny segment as well I love Shelton Benjamin we've spoke about the his appearance at WWE Live in Glasgow where they just get the shit kicked at him off of three people, but it looked absolutely amazing in doing so. But I think it's good, aside for that, because people watch that and go, oh, wait, so they are wearing masks backstage as well. While it is, you know, a botch, even though I hate that word, it is a good botch because it made Shelton look good. It made WWE look good. And for me, it was one of the most entertaining things I've seen all night. So I absolutely loved it. Uh, never going to complain at anything like that. However, <laughs> hey, here we go. When, when botches don't go so well, um, we saw the same match three times. So, uh, women's match at the start of the night. And this was the point in the show where it was brilliant for me because I had a few articles to catch up on. So I just went, Telly's there. If people have got the video version, I just turned around and started typing away and going, I'll just keep up with the rest of it on Twitter until it gets over because I know that it's going to be messy. And it was. Essentially, what we had was a singles match that 10 seconds later was finished by disqualification uh, because Nia Jax got involved. And then we had that tag match finish an account out, which was definitely not deliberate. Um, essentially, what happened was Shayna Baszler didn't make it back into the ring. Dana Brooke took a really scary bump for a choke slam for Nia Jax, which again, I'm going to gloss over <laughs> because I know other people who have a field day with that one. Um, but it was a very obvious, you know, unintentional finish. But the referee done what any good referee would do and called it as he seen it. Didn't expose the business um, just, you know, went count out. Then we came back for the break and they at least explained that they had Adam Pierce, uh, the the absolute brilliant guy that he is, go out there and actually say, you know, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to restart the match? And threw it to the people in the ring that had won. Do you want the match to restart? And they did restart it, but my God, what a mess. 40 minutes to get a match that was probably a 10-minute match over and done with. So I don't know what got skipped out of the show in place, if anything did, but oh, it was just horrendous. And it's it's the kind of thing that, you know, everybody that listens to this and you guys will know that Raw obviously has been a bit of a slog to watch. That's the last thing you need in the first hour of a show. <laughs> it's, it's just something that you really don't need to happen because it it sets you on the back foot. Yeah. So that was really, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> really didn't like it. And there wasn't much else that was bad actually in the show. It wasn't great by any means, but there wasn't much else that was absolutely terrible in any way. The one thing that I really didn't like, and I'm going back to this shows that it wasn't a bad show because I'm going back to a booking decision and I get why they done it, but they had Matt Riddle beat all of the hurt business apart for Bobby Lashley. And it is so that he gets a chance at Bobby Lashley's uh, United States Championship. But I'm just, I don't like that 
WWE have got this thing that they do with factions now where it seems like they're scared to make a faction look really dominant. And we've seen it with Retribution. Uh, I just think Hurt Business for me, I think, are like one of the best things in WWE. And I, yeah. I feel like they maybe maybe should have went another way about it. You know, they could have easily done it where the very last person that it has to beat wins by disqualification or loses by disqualification, sorry, and then he gets the match that way. I just feel it was a different way to do it without making the heart business look a wee bit weak. So I wasn't really, wasn't big on that. I, and I know appearance from uh, Goldberg ahead of the... Aye, Goldberg appeared. I glossed over that because that would have been an easy bury for me because I fucking don't need to see Goldberg <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> I was really hoping that they were going to have Goldberg and Drew McIntyre. They, they had... Um, that Drew came out, good promo again. I've I've stopped putting her Drew McIntyre because just it was getting too regular. Um, but he came out and addressed his full COVID situation, said that he's feeling okay, was lucky, didn't have symptoms, uh, but he feels a wee bit fatigued. But it's fine, he's fine, he's got away with you know something that a lot of people haven't got away with. And then uh, Goldberg came out, and then Miz and Morrison came out, and terrible camera work, but both of them uh, destroyed Miz and Morrison. And I was really hoping we'd get a tag team match because then it's like. Goldberg's used up one of his two matches. If he faces Drew, can he <laughs> win the title? Uh, sadly, it didn't happen. Uh, but aye, so the Goldberg stuff was, wasn't good, wasn't it bad? Yeah. No, I mean, nah, completely not He's being fatigued. He's only going to have to do a five-minute match at the uh, Rumble anyway. That's exactly what I said. I'm going to, if he's going to be fatigued, it doesn't need to go very long in the match or <laughs> something. <laughs> um, but uh, the, So I was kind of struggling for the other put over, but I think I can get away with making one of them my match of the night. So I think my... And this is going to be controversial. My other put over is Edge declaring himself for the Royal Rumble because everybody's saying, Oh, it should have been a surprise and, and all that kind of thing. Fine, uh, maybe it yeah. should have been a surprise, but we got the biggest surprise ever with him last year. If you're going to try and get people to watch the Royal Rumble, what better way than have Edge just randomly appear on Raw, cut an incredible promo? He cut a promo about how he never lost the title, which I don't think he's actually done that promo yet because. He, you know, his, his other promos have been about coming back for injury. So he cut a promo about um, not really, uh, you know, losing the title and he has to win the Royal Rumble to get his championship that he never lost back. Uh, so I just thought it was brilliant. It was a really good promo as well. Um, in the middle of a darkened ring that he's obviously been training in to keep himself in shape after his recovery for injury. Just looked a, br- a brilliant, uh, brilliant, you know, production that WWE always do. And then the nice wee bit aside for that was Beth Phoenix tweeted immediately after it saying, Happy Monday, everybody. If I missed anything, then two minutes later when she got the barrage of comments, was like, he said what? Uh, which was brilliant as well. So I really liked that. Can't wait to see Edge back at the Rumble. So I think for me, Raw was the kind of show that nothing would bring me down a bit because I was just like, Royal Rumble's less than a week away. Can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, Edge outside bet to win the Rumble? I think I think he is going to win it now. I think that would be fantastic. And for me, the best thing you could do is have Edge switch to SmackDown. Spear v Spear, get Goldberg at the window, have him versus Roman Reigns, face Edge, heal Roman yeah. Reigns, money. I, I, I think that would be fantastic. I, I, I think that, I think, though I would, I like heel Edge. I like heel Edge. So I'm turning heel, but I don't think they will because it's a big, it's the big comeback and all that. But I think, yeah, I think he goes against Reigns. If he wins the Rumble, he goes up against Reigns. Though at least Drew McIntyre with, you know, I guess, the Fiend will be the, the, the McIntyre match. I'm guessing. But we'll, we'll find out anyway. Uh, match tonight, Gary, sorry. 
Uh, match of the night for me, 100% as the, and again, going to be controversial, Alexa Bliss, Asuka. Um, it lost me at the very start oh, and then pulled me right back in. Don't get It's got to be worse if he sees it, what they've done. Oh. I mean, they, they did the Alexa's playground thing beforehand again, which obviously a lot of investment in this storyline because they're giving them a lot of time. But they had Alexa Bliss come out in the dungarees with a purple t-shirt and came out to the Firefly Funhouse um, music, which I was like, why have they done that? And then it, it was it made sense the further it went on. The one bit that I went, oh, for fuck's sake, is they had Asuka go out the ring and then they cut to Alexa Bliss in the ring on a rocking horse. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't, I, I still don't know why. I don't know what they were doing, but... Right. They Can we have her come out on that like Shotzi's tank every week? She just hides <laughs> out of the ring on a fucking rocket. <laughs> they saved it with the rest of the match because um, they had a, a section and it explains why they didn't have her come in with her own music. Right. They had the lights kind of flicker and we thought, right, she's going to go back to this, you know, Invincible Fiend character that they did last week. They had her music play, her traditional music, and then she was wearing her old attire, you know, the just the kind of, the, the two-piece attire that is the, the stuff she won the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship in. So they had that happen and her looking ab- absolutely like confused by everything, just looking traumatized, absolutely amazing. Had a wee kind of back and forth. Asuka tried to take advantage. Alexa Bliss knocked Asuka into the corner, went into the other corner and then the lights went out and then she went all in black, complete costume change, wrestling like the Fiend, looked like she was going to win reversed the Asuka lock, uh, had the mandible claw locked in, and then Randy Orton stands behind her, and Randy Orton RKO's Alexa Bliss to end Raw. I know that a lot of people don't like that kind of thing. I loved it. I thought that, it was that's, a, that's a nice thing. Um, just... Is Randy still wearing his mask? No, thank oh, you. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> it was Burns night, and he's no burnt anymore. What can you say? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that the main episode will be worth listening to this week with Rab and Gradle. I did get a message on the, the group chat today with Rab, and Rab's very quiet on the group chat, and he just messaged a picture of Alexa Bliss, which WWE Fox had posted saying the many faces of her, and he's just written in capitals, fucking rap this. Now, this is the <laughs> most exciting part to listen to on Friday. Listen to this voice note. See if you'd watched Raw, right? Uh, Rab. Right, Al, because I've got a wee bit of time in the day. Well, I mean, you watch Raw, and we can maybe dissect it a wee bit more than usual. What do you think? Last week's AEW show was a fucking the shits. The absolute shits. And I, don't get me wrong, I still, like, enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed how bad it was. Six-man main event was a clusterfuck. I feel very uncomfortable watching that wee Brody Lee Jr. being on telly every week. No, in a bad way, I just don't think you should be getting exposed to fucking, you know what the wrestling Twitter's like and all that, it'll just end up in tears, I believe. <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. Um, wrestling daft, we're actually going to talk about wrestling this week, and Rab and, and, Rab and Gradle are going to dissect Raw. I can't wait, I can't wait. So thanks for thanks for you guys for doing it, but you know, we're going to get the proper chat coming this Friday on the main show. Uh, as usual, thanks very much to Paul, uh, we'll see you back here next week, unless you want to take him on, in which case you sign up to our Patreon, uh, and remember, get your buddies and put in and put overs in for Rab and Gradle, because you know, they're talking wrestling this week, you can do that at Wrestling Daft on Twitter. 
Twitter. Right, like the way it's only taken eight months of lockdown to get Grado to actually watch an episode yep, of Wrestling. It has taken eight months of lockdown, but we've got the amend. Uh, you can get us on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast and just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Now, I've been chasing a pair of uh, Zubas, uh, NWO Zubas on the WWE shop. These guys are sick and fed up with me talking about it. I'm waiting for it to come down to 32 quid at the moment, you know. Quite expensive, and I think we should probably add it to our product range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Imagine wrestling daft Zubas, they would be incredible. But unfortunately, you don't have them. However, we have got much cheaper options at uh, our Spreadshirt Metro stand. Um, we've got great t-shirts from a lot of catchphrases from the show. You'll get Chips, Cheese and Donner, mate. From back in the day, God, that seems like ages ago, that. you get Amma Mark, you'll get Alexa, who's Graham Steveley, and that was send off. Oh, it's not set off my Alexa there. Um, you'll get Margaret, there's the Fiend. You get plenty of stuff, including our new uh, t-shirts that are up there as well, which Alex designed and um, you'll get the Hulk Hogan um, quotation with the jabroni marks uh, you'll also get wrestling's kid on which is a uh, Rab's personal favorite so you can get all those shop.spreadshop.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft or you can check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft so if you want some wrestling daft merch we've not even got it's not just t-shirts we've got there we've got all sorts of stuff trucker caps, mobile phone covers, aprons for God's sake, you can buy a wrestling daft apron so you can kick about and cook your um, avo and waffles and bacon and everything, you can do that by wearing your wrestling daft apron, so get them all now, get all your wrestling daft merch, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now! The best thing about that merch read is it was the perfect advert for the Patreon because if anybody's got the video version, they can just see Alex run away, hear his name, run back, then run away again. <laughs> <laughs> ah, welcome to a brief chat trip to Fantasy Booking Island because we've switched up the show so. Every week we're going to do Fantasy Booking Island, but one week we're going to do the results, and next week we're going to do the booking as decided by Alex because we figured the podcast runs long enough and you don't need to hear us talk more shite. So, anyway, we're back on Fantasy Booking Island where last week we were um, booking Grado to win the 24 7 um, championship. So, let's go to the results and find out who won. Gary, can you remember your booking? Aye, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was having Raw Legends night and Grado crashing total non-stop airlines into Vince McMahon's private jet, finding a Chips Cheese Donald meet backstage and saying, there's Madonna, and Madonna singing him out into the arena as he comes out and beats, I can't remember who it was, Honky Tonk Man, sorry, it was for the 24-7 championship. That was the one. Incredible. <laughs> the only one I remembered, I'm that proud of it. Something that was nowhere near as good as that. <laughs> Yeah, you did some sort of NXT UK unsigned battle royal, which ended up with Dallas and then Gradle pinning uh, Drew Maverick for the 24-7 title. And then Shia uh, stole it from him. Yep. And then I went for Gradle, what was deemed the bin raker. Um, for... Did someone grass you in? No. I, I, there's been a couple of tweets, but I don't think he's seen anything because he's not said anything to me yet. So that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, so... Here's the drum roll. The winner of Fancy Booking Island from last week with a whopping 
50% of the vote. It's Gary Cassidy! Yes! Yes. The right man won. Only 50%? (sighs) Come on, need up my game here. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that was the results from last week, and I have the challenge for next week. Um, This comes from Chris on Twitter, um, who has asked us to book this. Um, He says, So, Conor McGregor is likely on a private jet on his way to Connecticut right now after his uh, loss there at the weekend. Time to fantasy book that first six months in WWE. So, there you go. That's your challenge in two minutes next week. You've got to book Conor McGregor first six months in the WWE. How many times can I have him lose to R-Truth? That's what I'm wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. So that's your challenge uh, for next week. Alex, is that enough time for you? I mean... I know you make this joke every week, but I'm just amazed that you were organised enough to do it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, yep, there we go. Uh, get, we'll find out what we're doing with Conor McGregor in the wrestling next week on the show. It's the Wrestling News with Gary Cassidy. How are you, Gary? Um, good, but I feel that if anyone has the video version, they might have completely missed that because Alex was just half naked in his room while uh, you were introducing me. <laughs> I I'm completely uh, fucking trashing uh, this week's video. One, one for the lady listeners. <laughs> There's a lot to be seen in the video version of the podcast involved with Alex. Um, let's uh, get through this today. Um, Gary, have you been speaking to anyone? I've noticed you've been putting up a few articles from Inside the Ropes. Absolutely no one. I've got a couple of big ones coming in the next Ooh. couple of months. Um, one of them has been planned for the 23rd of February, <laughs> so a long way away, but it was meant to happen last year. Uh, but no, nothing nothing as of yet, but the, the two that I've got are worth waiting for. So, <laughs> so hopefully they happen is uh, the one thing worth saying. Well, we'll find out over the coming weeks if they, if they happen. Hopefully we'll have them on this show. Um, let's start off with AEW and some news on Revolution. I sadly none of the folk I'm interviewing are Sting. Hopefully I get to interview him in the future because he's absolutely one of my heroes. But Sting will be returning, maybe not to the ring. Um, I don't think I can put that bit of rhyming in there because he's definitely going to be in a match, but we're not sure it will take place in a ring. Uh, so Sting's last match was, I believe, in September 2015. We're close to getting to the six-year mark since he last competed. Has it that been was that obviously. Long? Yep. Oh, uh, I hate it when you tell us things like that. Fuck. So the one bit I'm unsure of, I don't know if it was Clash of Champions or Night of Champions, because I always get them mixed up. But his last match it was, was Night of Champions, because Clash of Champions was WCW. And that's the one. No, so, it's yeah. the, the, no, because people are Clash calling it Champions. Cocker, they're not. It's Clash of Champions. I whatever yeah. one it was was in September 2015. Anyway, that's the one thing I know where he um, competed against Seth Rollins. Took a bit of an awkward uh, bump with a buckle bomb and has not been in a ring since. But all the rumours have been put to rest. We've been speaking about it for many weeks on this show as to whether Sting will wrestle in AEW. And he's going to. So we've got a match set for the main event of Revolution. Sting and Darby Allen, which, I mean, that's money in itself. They'll be teaming to face... Team Taz members, and I'm kind of annoyed that Taz isn't one of them, but they're facing Team Taz members Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a street fight, which many are speculating. There's no official line, which there won't be until the event, but many are speculating it will be a cinematic match. Uh, the, The one note on Revolution is on that announcement, 
AEW didn't clarify a date. Revolution had previously been announced to be on the 27th of February. They were trying to move it, apparently, to the 6th of March. I don't know why they were trying to move it, but they were trying to move it to the 6th I think of it was March. was clashing with a UFC fight, was it not? And they didn't want to go up against ah, it. Right. Well, that's the one thing that I, I thought, and I might have misread it, was that about, apparently the 6th of March is when a UFC fight is on, so they moved it to the 7th. So it's the I first ever Sunday paper. It was something else on <laughs> the date before they didn't want to go against, I think. That might be too fucking UFC. So either way, it was meant to be in the 27th and it's now on the 7th of March, uh, which is a Sunday. Kind of annoying. Mm. I know we all love mm. staying up for a Saturday mm. pay-per-view. Um, so annoying that we don't get to see that, but I'll be staying up anyway because it's Sting. Um, I'm not going to get that, that, Tony Schiavone a job there by saying that. that That's it. No, Tony Schiavone will, um, all Greeks will do him a job. Um, but aye, so uh, Sting at Revolution, going to be wrestling for the first time in almost six years, probably at the start of March. We'll wait on that official announcement, but Dave Meltzer has said start a mark, so let's believe what Dave Meltzer says, because he is, after all, one of our favourite journalists. Absolutely, and talking of Dave Meltzer, he's got some uh, news off the back of the Peacock deal, uh, the reaction from the dressing room. From yeah, so, yeah, so there's two uh, two different folk re- reporting on this, there's Meltzer and of course, Sean Ross Sapp, another one of our favourite journalists from Fightful. Can and we also this is over the article he wrote this week on Inside the Royal Rumble. Oh, on. that is fantastic. And even if you don't like reading, because I know a lot of people don't, there's a video version that's amazing as well. Uh, but a lot of stuff uh, for Bret Hart and a load of other folk about the inner workings of the Royal Rumble. I absolutely loved it. That's, I mean, uh, I'm only aye. halfway through it as it's a long article. So like, <laughs> the start of the video, he says it's 10,000 words. And I'm just like, aye. I wish I'd watched the start of that video before I started reading it. But It's like a dissertation that's... It's horrendous lengthwise, but it's worthwhile because it is a brilliant article. Um, but yeah, Fightful and uh, Wrestling Observer, so Meltzer and Sap, both reporting on the fallout from what we spoke about to start the show. Uh, of course, that Peacock deal for the WWE Network. And wrestlers, it's, it's one of those ones where you never know if wrestlers actually care about this kind of thing because TV deals, do they care if they're getting paid or are they excited by it? I mean, it's a bit of a tricky one, uh, but Dave Meltzer has reported that they were freaking when they found out, which, you know, a weird word to use anyway, <laughs> but it's Meltzer, so um, let him away with it. But he said, I know that employees of WWE Network, in particular WWE Network was the weird phrase, and they are freaking because they had no clue about it. Big staff meeting last week, nobody had a clue, no hints, no nothing. So I'm not sure if that is uh, just the people working on the network and that kind of admin tech side of it. Fightful have, um, they, they always kind of do a thing where obviously, you know, protect your sources and stuff, but they always report anonymously on what superstars say. And they have uh, that a wrestler said they hadn't heard the news before it came out, but they were, uh, but when the deal came out, their first impression was that it'll get more eyes in the product. So obviously, you're going to be happy with that. And then another one said it was a, a big deal, but then a third one said, they didn't care <laughs> because it, unless it affects their pay, they don't give a shit, which yeah. is admirable. Absolutely love that. Honest, you- absolutely honest. The wrestlers wouldn't care unless they're getting extra money out of it. Who cares? Um, someone that's probably looking for a bit of money, see that link there, is uh, Ronda Rousey <laughs> uh, to try and get back into WWE ring. Stephanie's been talking about it this week. Aye, so there's been a load of these interviews uh, ahead of the well, ahead of the Royal Rumble, but obviously mainly ahead of WrestleMania. It's just Royal Rumble is a byproduct of that. Um, so one of them is Ronda Rousey, who 
As far as we know, our contract expires in April. Um, I'm not too sure on the details of that because they've said it was a rolling contract. They said it was a multi-year deal. I'm not sure what the accuracy is there. Either way, whatever contract it is ends after WrestleMania, unless one's been signed in between. Um, but it's been, you know, almost two years since she was the main event of WrestleMania, which was her last match in WWE. Stephanie McMahon was asked about uh, Rousey returning by TMZ, and she said that she was hopeful Rousey would return. It's something she said a few times now, um, and that she'd come back to WWE. But of course, mentioned Rousey wanting to start a family. There's a few other wee things on that. Um, so WrestleVotes mentioned, uh, they said The Rock was unlikely for WrestleMania. But they did say that Undertaker and Triple H are to be decided. Hopefully that decision is that we won't see The Undertaker again because he's just retired. Um, but they said, Why has that become a thing this week? Exactly. I, I hope that doesn't happen. But the two major ones, one we already probably know is going to happen, was that Goldberg is almost a lock. Obvious for you know, everything that's happened the past year. And the other one is John Cena. Um, and then Triple H was asked about that by the, uh, well, I was going to say Hindustan Times. They asked him about Brock Lesnar and they said Brock will come back if he wants to come back. Um, but it was also asked, I forget the source sadly, but it was asked about um, John Cena. It was Sports Illustrated um, asked about John Cena coming back and he said, if there's a way, John Cena will be there because it's WrestleMania and it's hard to let go. Of course, we've only um, seen John Cena the last time at WrestleMania 36 in the Firefly Funhouse match. So there you go. Rousey, Undertaker, John Cena, Goldberg, or Undertaker, I just mentioned, Triple H, or uh, rumoured to be back for WrestleMania. Can we be a spot every year where Cena just puts over a new bit of talent? Because I'd be well up for that. Like every year, someone just challenges Cena. He didn't date when I was a full-timer, so I'm not sure he'll date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have, he doesn't, he's not making more money than he could, could ever give him. So he just for the record, I love John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. So Ronda Rousey might be back, but so might many others. Um, yeah. let, let's see what happens in next week when we talk about this after the Royal Rumble. Well, that's exciting stuff. Uh, and somebody that definitely won't be back in the Royal Rumble or AEW as it, AEW as it appears is Ryback. The rumours have been um, rife this week that he might be popping up in AEW, but that looks like it's been shot down. The six, uh, six folk we all want to see back in the ring to one person that I most definitely do not want to see back in the ring. Ryback has been shooting his mouth off yet again. Um, so he's had a lot of back and forth with a lot of people this past week, of course, trying to stay newsworthy. Um, but Ryback kind of teased that he was going to be an AEW. He said, I'm coming back and I'm going to go to the competition. We're going to kick their ass in the ratings. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to see Sesame Street up against Raw at some point in the future, <laughs> in which case it might be. Uh, but I apparently a lot of people would assume that is AEW. Um, I think he is quite friendly, friendly with a lot of people there. Obviously, Cody Rhodes will know him well. Um, but quite quickly... You know, poo poo is just being him saying stuff for the sake of it. He <laughs> did, uh, he's, he's had a big, massive Barney uh, on um, social media recently. I mean, with a lot of people. I think one of them was Jim Cornette. Uh, <laughs> surely, surely that's like a passing of the torch on wrestling internet media. You have to fall out with Jim Cornette at some point. Uh, we had the, the bizarre thing that happened this week where Undertaker spoke about how um, he preferred when wrestlers were uh, men and when men were men and all that thing. Ryback agreed with him on... 
Aye, oh, called them great. soft and said about um, them playing computer games, which I don't know if anybody remembers that advert with Undertaker and his family playing a computer game last year. Um, but Ryback agreed with those, and it was the only thing he's agreed with on social media this week. So um, I don't think we'll see him in AEW, just a, a, a wee inkling on my part. Um, and if we do, then it would be a very bad move, in my opinion. But apparently he's saying he's going to be on WWE's competition, so we'll see exactly what that means. I'm just oh, hopefully think, we won't. Go, like Monday night football or the basketball or something like that. Aye, uh, maybe. Yes, he's, he's, he's had a lot of, um, I think he's had a lot of stem cell treatment. It talks a lot about that. So I don't think he's able to compete in another sport if he had done. But um, aye, right back. No something <laughs> and, anybody wants to see. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Thank aye. you very much for the news, Gary. All right, guys, it's once again time to think like a mark as we come back to WrestleMind, the buzz knocks. Now, I'm trying to keep it, you know, themed to current events. So this week, we will be all about the Royal Rumble. Now, because we need some more star power on this show, we're bringing back one of Scotland's greatest viral sensations. It's Billy Gary, everyone. How are you, Billy? I'm not bad. How are you? Ah, Not too bad. Not too bad. Which one of our resident terrible quiz experts would you like to take on this? I'll just just recap what Billy's viral for. Everyone knows. Surely everyone who listens to this podcast knows exactly what Billy was viral for. Yeah, yeah. John, you can do the recap. It's the family guy dude from TikTok. That's how we know Billy. Although I think after this week, we should have Billy doing some sea shanties. Because that seems to be the thing that people in uh, Scotland are getting famous uh, for these days, apparently. I don't <laughs> have got the two f- top 40 hits already. Signed to Lady Gaga's label, apparently. So I think I, we should I all start the sea shanties. I spoke to, I spoke to, it's Nathan Evans, the boy from Airdrie. He was uh, a, listen to the story, this boy. He was a postie last week, last couple of weeks, two Fridays ago, he was delivering posts in Airdrie. He did a couple of sea shanties on uh, YouTube. And now he's this massive star who's got two songs in the iTunes top 40. Or, mental, absolutely mental. But best of luck but I don't get it myself. But he seems like a lovely chap. So, um, aye. But anyway, yeah, Billy, get yourself a guitar and get some sea shanties on the go, son. <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll learn a few for next time. <laughs> so this is the thing every time you come on John's going to make you learn a new party trick just so he can try and get another viral video out of you <laughs> wouldn't expect John... anything less <laughs> so which one of these two honourable gentlemen would you like to quiz up against today sir uh, Gary no, oh, he's, no. he's going for the hard route he's oh, going no, for the no, hard route I wouldn't say that the Royal Rumble um, they all just merge into one for me so. aye So you're going to have two rounds today, boys. We're going to return to the well, and we're going to have a classic bit of Fave 5 first, and then we're going to go on to a new round, which I'm calling Blankety Botch, and we'll get to that (laughs) in a week's second. So, Billy, as the guest, would you like board A or B to start off? I'll take board B. It takes board B. So, board number B. What I would like to... I'm going to give you five wrestlers, and I want you to rank these wrestlers in order of how many eliminations they have had in a row in a Royal Rumble match. Now I'll give you a hint to both boards. Uh, the minimum, sorry, the, ma- the maximum number is 20, is less than 20. So it's all uh, single or double figures and under 20. And um, you can also get bonus points if you manage to get the number of how many eliminations they had correct. You also get 10 points for whichever one you get in the correct ranking. So for the listeners at home, up on the screen just now, Billy has the big show, 
Bray Wyatt, Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan, and Rikishi in alphabetical order before anyone thinks there's a hint there. One thing before we start, uh, do we include or do we not include the greatest Royal Rumble? We are including the greatest Royal Rumble. Any Royal Rumble match is is to be included. So, Billy, what are are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? First thought was get a notepad and pen it, mate. So, (laughs) Um, well, as I go through them, big show, obvious one. Big guy, no gotta get him out of the ropes. Usually the big guy will come in and eliminate a few of wee, wee guys, kind of thing. So I don't think he'd be last. Um, Bray Wyatt, was on a bit in a few years ago where he was eliminating a few at the start, and then the Wyatt family came out and they were kind of in the ring together, and he was on his knees, kind of thing. So I think he might be quite quite high up there. Lesnar, when Drew won, obviously. Uh, Hulk Hogan again. I think that might be a surprise one, though. That might be like a wee one that was like low on the list. And then Rikishi. I don't know about Rikishi. That's kind of one that's messed me up a bit here. Like surprisingly, like and and the next one's going to come up. Rikishi comes up in a lot of Royal Rumble statistics. Like I don't remember him in any Royal Rumbles at all. I remember him <laughs> doing a dance break. Really, uh, I we took cool. He was he's in, like the the other board has to do with Royal Rumble appearances, and he's up there. He is really? up there. Wow. Oh. I love this though. I love how it's turned into a proper quiz show because on, on every fucking quiz show now you have to explain your answers, don't you? It's not like you can just answer the question. You have to fucking explain everything now when you watch a quiz show. What's your answer and why? It's half the fun. Yeah. Right. So what are you thinking, Billy? What are we thinking? Do you want to give me an order? Yep. Okay, I'm thinking Lesnar number one. Big Brocky boy at number one. With, do I say... Think back to last year's Rumble. Yeah, no way. <laughs> what number was Shelton? Is that locked in? Or can I change that right now? <laughs> no, you can change it. Yeah, like, uh, like you know what? I'll keep it. I'll keep it. You can change up until what, you give me until you give me the fifth answer. I will let you change around. Yeah. I don't want to go against my gut here, so I'm going to go Lesnar number one with eleven. Eleven. Yep. And I'm going to go Bray Wyatt with nine. Bray Wyatt with nine. And in third place. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. See, this is where I'm stuck. See, I'm hinting Rikishi might be higher. I don't that one's throwing me right. So I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna go big show next with eight. Then Rikishi. With seven, Hulk Hogan with six. So Rikishi with seven, Hulk with eight, Hulk with six. So is that your final answer? Yep. So just to run down, we have Lesnar with 11, Bray with nine, Big Show with eight, Rikishi with seven, and Hulk Hogan with six. I yeah, can I reveal... Think went, I think I went too low in the number. So, I think you were correct. The last, didn't I? I you were like, correct with number one. Number one, we have Brock Lesnar on 13. So that is 10 points for Lesnar there. In number two... Is Hulk Hogan with eight? Now I think this was from is this from the Ric Flair Royal Rumble or the one before it? It's from it's from roundabout, it's from like late 80s, and Hogan went on a run of eight. And we then have so uh, I'm afraid there was no points for that one. You'd Bray on nine. In third place, oh, you were so close to putting Rikishi here. I was I was hoping you were gonna do it, but unfortunately, (laughs) in third place, we have Rikishi on seven. In sixth place, we have Bray Wyatt on six. 
and finally Big Show on five. So I'm afraid that is only going to be 10 points, but I wouldn't worry too much as from the previous time we'd done this round, I think Rab got 20 points and that was the best score. So <laughs> I, I'd have literally got Lesnar in the right place and Big Show in the right place and that was it. Yeah, like I think it was it's quite uh, interesting show when you last see how time. Big Show's got. So. Right, on to board A, Mr. Cassidy. So from yourself, I'm looking at overall Rumble appearances. Now this is actual appearances in the Royal Rumble match and not on the pay-per-view as those two such uh, those two numbers are slightly different. So for the for the listeners at home, up on the screen, Gary has Goldust, Kane, Mark Henry, The Miz, and Ray Mysterio. Can I tell you? I think I know the top two. <laughs> uh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Two, I think I know the top two. I'm pretty sure the top two are Kane and Goldust. Um, and I think Kane has been in a lot more because he's got the fucking he held the record for eliminations before Reigns and then before Braun, if you count the Greatest Royal Rumble. Kane's definitely top, and Goldust I'm going to put second, and then the other three. I think I could probably flip a coin and not really get right. Um, but I'm definitely going Kane, then Goldust. Okay, give me a number three. Um, hmm. I'm going to go by the same logic as what I thought with the big show and say Mark Henry isn't going to be high up. So I'm actually going to put Henry last and then I'll flip between Miz and Mysterio. Uh, I will go for... Go for Mysterio, third, Miz, fourth. And Miz, fourth. Okay, so in terms of appearances, how many do you think they've had? I'll start from the top. Kane, I'm going to go for... I think it's going to be close to 20, but I don't think it's over 20. So do I go for... It's it's definitely it's definitely less than twenty. That was the hint. I Billy. Oh, yeah. There is no number. There is no number greater than twenty. Nineteen. There we go. Kane's right. uh, gone nineteen. Gold dust. I'm gonna go for thirteen. Mysterio and Miz are gonna be close because I couldn't separate them. So I'll go for mm, go for fourteen Mysterio, thirteen Miz, and twelve Henry. Well, for Henry. Okay, so just to run through, we have Kane on 19, Goldust on 13, Mysterio on... You've got Mysterio on 14. Oh, and you've I only swear- got Goldust on 13. And <laughs> you've got Mysterio third in the list. Just, just to point that out. <laughs> I think I meant... That. It's fine. It's just uh, like- um, I have fucked that in. I was, I was going to... I thought I said Goldust 17. That's <laughs> um, Right, Chuck oh. Goldust on to 17 then. All right, Goldust up to 17. Uh, I chucked him up to 17. So then what? Well, I got to have done myself at a point here. But, uh, Mysterio 14, Miz 13, Miz 13 Henry 12. Henry 12, I uh, go for that. Okay. I can reveal, Mr. Cassidy, that you did indeed just screw yourself out of some points there, sir, unfortunately. <laughs> so for the listeners at home, Kane was number one with 19, appearance, with 19 appearances. So you do get a nice solid 20 points for that. Yes. Uh, Goldust is second. <laughs> And Gary's original guess was 13, which would have been <sighs> but he has since changed it all the way up to 17. And you were, 
Uh, sorry, in third place we have the Miz. That's where you put Mysterio. Unfortunately, ah, I switched it to the wrong way. Yeah, ah, well. So you've kind of you've kind of got that bit correct. You did get Mark Henry down on twelve for another ten, and you were pretty damn close with some of the guesses for the amount of times they've spent in. So that does end you up on forty points. I'll take that, even though I dropped myself at a bit of gold dust. You're you're ten points ahead of Billy heading in. I wish I picked that one. Uh. <laughs> I got forty points in that as well, and I've, I've done it. I've done it myself. Uh. Don't worry. There's there's plenty of time to make up points. It's moving the next round. Is, each question is going to be worth twenty points. So we're going to move on to our lovely new round, which is called Blankly Blank, <laughs> Blankly Botch. I'm sure you all remember um, Blankly Blank, hosted by everyone's favourite Lily Savage. For the viewer, for the people who pay for our Patreon, they it get wasn't it. Lily it's, Savage. It's, it was Les Dawson. That was the body. It's back with the big man Bradley Walsh. Oh, was is it? No, it? I was Lily Savage, uh, not Duke Blankety Blank. I'm it, sure she Lily did, Savage but did. I'm, a, I'm of a vintage, Alex, and it's Les Dawson who's the original host yep. of Blankety Blank. Well, I wanted to Photoshop my face onto a drag queen, John, so that's what I did, okay? <laughs> please do okay. that. Uh, please sign up to Patreon and watch the video version. You can see Alex dressed up as Lily Savage. Oh. Okay, so we all remember the famous TV show Blankety Blank, where you were given a sentence and you have to fill in the blank. Now we're doing it ever so slightly differently. I was going to ask a question about a specific wrestler from the Royal Rumble, and our contestants have to give me said number. Now on the screens as well, they also have a selection of numbers that will dictate each of the answers to the question. So the numbers they have for the viewer, for the listeners at home, is three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen, and nineteen. And the wrestlers they can pick questions on are Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, Edge, Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar, Natalia, Bissera, Liv Morgan, Shelton Benjamin, and the one and only Charlotte Flair. Now, Gary, since you are in the lead, you get to pick the first question. Now these are worth 20 points, so you're one and a half behind, Billy. It's very you can make this bet. Oh man, <laughs> I, th- I think it looks more confusing than it's going to be, but I'm going to try and play smart and go for Liv Morgan purely because I don't think she's been in many rumbles. <laughs> okay, so first pick, Liv Morgan. So in 2019, Liv Morgan successfully got the record for the least time spent in a female rumble at eight seconds. But how much less was this the number two time entrant, Chelsea Green? Oh, for fuck's sake. Because I knew you'd know it was eight seconds, Gary. I made this question thinking of you, so I'm glad you picked it. I actually don't even think I'd have got that, um, but how much less than... Ch- I don't even remember Chelsea. I remember on the Rumble, but I don't remember being knocked out. It's got to be low. Um, it's got to be three or four. Well, you pick one, because I'm not going to reveal Aye. the answers until the end, so the, oh, fuck, the ten right, numbers, um, each, each of the answers is one of those ten numbers, basically. Go for three. So you're putting down Liv at three. Go Mr. Three. Gaddy, pick a wrestler. Right. I'm going to go for Ray. Ray Mysterio. So in 2006, Ray Mysterio went coast to coast and won the Royal Rumble. How many people did he eliminate during that victory? Uh, I'm going to go five. So Gary, so Billy goes for four. Five. Gary, second wrestler, please. Go for Big Shelton. Big Shelton Benjamin. Now, this has happened in multiple rumbles. How many rumbles has oh, he been eliminated by the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels? 
kind of wish I'd went, uh, not went for three now, because I think it might be as low as that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you can't, you can't reuse the numbers that you've, that you've used, unfortunately. So three is out of the question for you now. Skip four, go for five. <laughs> so you go for Shelton with five. Uh, it has to be an odd number for some weird reason. Billy? I'm going to go for Edge. Edge. So in 2010, Edge famously returned to win the Royal Rumble. Could that be a foreshadowing for this year? But how many minutes did he take to win said Rumble? Right. I'm going to go for... I'm stuck between 10 and 15. I'm going to go for 10. 10? Yeah. 10 it is. Mr. Cassidy. Give me some Charlotte Flair. Some Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. So Charlotte Flair holds the record for the most number of eliminations from the female Royal Rumbles. How many is it? Is this across the two? Yeah, this is this is across. Um, this, is, this is multiple total. I think it's probably going to be higher than this, but for some reason I'm thinking I'll go for nine. So chuck nine there. Going for nine, Billy. Um. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. So Chris Jericho holds the record for the longest cumulative time spent in all Royal Rumbles. I think he's been in loads. Um, he didn't make the previous list, unfortunately, but still. How many hours has he spent in said Rumbles? Eight. Eight hours. Yeah. It's a fucking hell of a shift. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> okay. I don't know how close that's going to be. <laughs> Uh, Giz Viscera, why not? Go for Big <laughs> Viscera. So, in 2007, Big Viscera got the elimination, got the record for the most men required to eliminate him from the Royal Rumble. How many was it? Oh, it's going to be a 10, isn't it? Uh, go for 10. That seems like a round number they would want to your be. 10. He's Aye. using the 10 with Big Vis. Ty Dillinger isn't there, so you're not going to give us a question that's easy with the number 10. So. <laughs> Billy, you have Natalia, Daniel Bryan, or Brock Lesnar remaining. Let's go, Natalia. Go, Natalia. So, surprisingly, Natalia actually holds the record for the longest cumulative time spent in female Royal Rumbles. But how much more time has she spent in them than number two position, Charlotte? Um, four. Four minutes? I mean, all of them are, but that is a complete bastard of a question. That is like, but all of them are. <laughs> I needed, I needed, I needed oh. questions that had different numbers as the uh. answers. I was getting pretty <laughs> slim by the end of the <laughs> So, Gary, you have two left. You have Daniel Bryan or Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, go for Brock. Go for Big Bork. Um, so, Brock Lesnar famously won the Royal Rumble in two thousand three, and I've said famously so many times. Oh my this god! Segment. How many months was it after his debut? Purely, I think I'm imagining this wrong, but purely because I think it was more than a year. I think I'm going to go 15 for some reason. I've got like September, August, September time as a debut. So I think I'm going to go 15. It's probably either 8 or 15, but I'm going to go 15. All righty then. And the final question to you, Mr. Gary, comes to Daniel Bryan. So in 2018 at the Greatest Royal Rumble, Daniel Bryan broke the record for the longest time spent in a Royal Rumble without actually winning it, breaking the record from Bob Backlund. But how many how many minutes did he break said record by? Right. 
to be honest, I don't really know what to expect, how long he even spent in the Rumble. So I'm going to, I'm thinking it's about one hour 15. Might be ranked, probably is. So I'm just going to go seven. Seven. Final right. answer is seven. All righty. Let's start working through these answers, should we? Now I'll work through in the way you guys asked the questions. So first up, Gary was asked, how long did Liv hold the record for being the shortest in? His answer was three. The actual answer is four. Oh, I was between the two. The 12 <laughs> seconds in the rumble. So Billy's first question was Rey Mysterio. How many eliminations did he have in his Royal Rumble? Billy's answer was five. The correct answer was six. So you're damn, damn close there as well, man. Damn close there as well. So the next one was... Um, was, Shel- was Gary was asked, Shelton Benjamin, how many times was he eliminated by the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels? Gary said five. Going with three, isn't it? It was three. Yeah, you oh, kind of show yourself. Oh, the- yeah, I, as soon as I had got rid of the three, I'm going to kind of be higher than three. Yeah, so it was uh, 2006, 2007, and 2008. So three Aye. cumulative years in a row, Shelton got eliminated by HBK. Man, if I'd have switched the two answers, written, I'd be sorted. I was half the challenge. You were left with a set amount of numbers. You can only use them once. So it was, it was half the difficult part of this quiz. Billy's next one was asked, how many minutes it took Edge to win the Rumble? Billy has 10. It only took Edge seven minutes Ooh, to win the I, Rumble. I was going to go for 19 for that. I thought it was yeah, a lot. It was, it was only seven. Uh, and uh, it beat Cena's record. So Cena the year before had won it in eight. So geez. now I can't use that question next week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> next up. Uh, was multiple was you was it, was Gary again for the total number of eliminations in the Royal Rumble by Charlotte Flair? Gary had nine. The actual answer was nine. Well oh, done, yeah. Gary. Well done. You've nailed that one. Actually, so that I thought that one was going to be higher. <laughs> I'll take that. So the next one was uh, Billy was asked, "How many hours has Chris Jericho spent in the Royal Rumbles?" I can reveal to you that it was sorry. His guess was eight. I can reveal to you the number is five. And it's like five hours and one minute or something. It's a lot of time he spent in those rumbles. And he's like number one by maybe a good half an hour, 40 minutes. So he has orchestrated a lot of damn rumbles. Gary was asked how many men needed to eliminate Viscera in 2007. Gary said 10. Going to be The eight. answer was eight. Oh, fucking eight. yeah. <laughs> you were close. You Aye. were close. So uh, the next question up was how much longer had Natalia spent in the rumbles than Charlotte? Uh, Billy's answer was four. I can reveal that the actual number is 19. Wow. So who'd have known? 19 Done. more minutes in those two rumbles Natalia spent in Charlotte. It was pretty surprising for me as well. Um, well, I think she was in the first one for nearly an hour. Yeah, I think she marshaled quite a lot of it. Did that Aye. not where Beth Phoenix came back and stuff as well? Yeah. So quite a lot of the Glamazon stuff running through that. Well, the Divas of Doom, sorry, I should say. Um, Gary's final question was, how many months after his debut did Brock win the Rumble? Gary said 15. Mm. It was a mere 10 months. Oh, so, yep. Jeez. I think he debuted just debuted just after WrestleMania the year before. Ah, uh, for some reason I had like August, September in my mind, but I have no idea. Ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was very, very young at that point. So and I think we can all see where this last question is going as um Billy's answer to the final question of how many minutes did he defeat Brian uh, beat Bob Backlund's record by it was, of course, the final remaining number chance. on the board. 15 <laughs> minutes. And unfortunately, Billy had seven. So, totaling them up in the final scores, 
let's just say I, I don't think we need to read out the scores as I don't think Billy will appreciate it if I do. No. So let's let's just say Gary wins and moves on from there, shall we? I, I'll take yeah. it because that's the kind of thing that I, I think's a complete guess. <laughs> There's absolutely no way anyone knows any of the numbers. Uh, if they do, they need to spend more time no watching wrestling. Oh, we can we can <laughs> thank Talksport for a lovely article. Oh, Billy, you did well. Mate. You did well. Um, <laughs> Well, that's been us for another wonderful edition of WrestleMind the Buzznox. I'll be back in a couple of weeks once I figure out what the hell the next quiz is going to be about. So that's it for this week's uh, Wrestling Daft. Before we go, though, I think we have to look at the start of the road to WrestleMania. It's everyone's favourite pay-per-view. Let's look at the card for the Royal Rumble. This but does anyone really care about the actual card? Because like, you look at the Royal Rumble card and you're like, I don't, no, one I, 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 I don't really care about the rest. It's a one-hour pee break between the two Royal Rumbles, essentially. Well, again, I mean, remember what was it? Styles versus... Uh, oh, aye, that's, that's like one of my favourite matches. And yeah. the triple threat as well that had uh, Rollins in it with yeah. uh, Brock and Cena. So yeah. I'm, I'm being a bit facetious because both of the matches are two of my favourite all time. <laughs> <laughs> so we will we'll be hoping to have a, a Patreon party for the Royal Rumble um, next Monday night. I am going to try and avoid the results and uh, host the Patreon party. Uh, Gary, you'll be up watching it. Alex, are you going to watch it live? You're going to stay, try and watch it at night. We will see what happens. Right. Still, I believe I will either be on Monday or I will have watched it the night before. As uh, I think half of my friends are bloody, they've got the night off, and half of them don't. Right. Okay. Spoiler: if, if either of the two Rumble matches are good, I will hop in for the, those. I'll do a run in for either of them. Fantastic. Right. Okay. So uh, let's go through the cards. We'll, we'll come to the the, the main the Royal Rumble. Locked at the moment, as far as I can see, so we've got Drew, Mac- Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Yeah, I mean they can't they can't put it on Bill, or do you reckon Bill loses and goes into the Rumble and wins the Rumble, then goes up against Drew at Mania, the perfect storyline. <sighs> no, let's not. Or does Bill lose going into the Rumble and go up against the uh, Reigns? Aye, that's my, my brain tells me that. Um, oh, sorry, my heart tells me that, but my brain tells me that he's just going to beat Why Drew. Not? I can just see them stripping just to have the rematch, you know, uh, just, for, just for the sake of it. Or Drew goes back. No, there's no point putting Drew back in the Rumble. He doesn't need it now, I, I, th- I think there's going to be funny buggers. I think the Fiend's going to be involved in that. I well, you see, I mean, if you wait, wait until they be talking about the Royal Rumble, John, to, to mention to mention that, because surely the Fiend has to return at, during the match. But we'll get Yeah, there. I think I know what's going to happen there. Um, I'll, I'll leave that for when we talk about the men's Rumble. Yeah, match. that's what I was like, saying. A, a prediction on the ending of that, but I'm not sure. I think the obvious one is that we'll probably see Goldberg lose and then face Reigns. But I'm not yeah. sure because I think that so Goldberg, Goldberg just gets... wins every fucking match he does. So. I don't so. understand why Goldberg keeps just getting all these opportunities. Like he does, why does he get to lose to one champion and then get a match with the other champion? Like it's nonsense. I don't because know. he's Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, last man standing match: uh, Owens versus Reigns. Well, that should actually be probably quite good as well. I, I take uh, back everything I said about not caring about the card. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, but I think Reigns has got to win. I yeah. don't think you, aye. No matter what, I don't think you beat Reigns now. I think that needs to be a big thing that happens down the line. And just announced today, uh, the other match that's just been added to the card is uh, the women's tag titles. Uh, it's Shayna and Nia versus Charlotte and Oscar. Because Charlotte and Oscar are going to fall apart in the Rumble and then fall apart at his yeah. Stupid. Sorry, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get that being a match because I think I there's been a lot of other tag teams that would make more sense, like Dana Brookville, uh, Dana Brook and Mandy Rose, which they've been kind of doing the feud with, and also um, 
the riot squad. I think Lacey Evans is going to get involved anyway, but I, I think it might be a. I don't. I actually don't know what way it's going to go because I thought they were going to split both teams up. But yeah, anyway. I kind of hope this had been the end of both, and I assumed that whatever match Oscar and Charlotte had would be the dissension match, and then those two would split pre-Rumble. But that doesn't seem to be the case. There is one title change I think is going to happen though in the other match that's been announced, the Riddle and Lashley. Oh, is Riddle and Lashley just being announced right Yeah, aye, because I don't think they've even put that graphic, but because Riddle won the match last night, that was the stipulation, and I think Riddle will become the US champion. There's quite quite a lot big, a long card. I think, see, for the Patreon pay-per-view party, I'm with Alex. I think we just do the women's rumble and the the men. Uh, the men's rumble, aye. Oh, you can just skip skip everything in between. It depends, depends how long the card is because they've been so good at maintaining these three to. I mean, what was the longest pay per view they had last year? It was maybe three and a bit hours. It was nothing much over. So I hope they manage yeah. to do that. So, I mean, is there much more matches on the card? I'm not sure they'll announce anything else. Maybe an intercontinental title match, but I think that. And they'll patch the women, or they'll patch one of the matches onto the pre-show as well. Aye, yeah. and if the other two are main title matches, it might be Riddle versus Lashley that goes. Or no, it'll be Charlotte. No, they wouldn't put Charlotte it'll on the pre-show. Tag title will go. Aye, it couldn't be the women's tag title match because, it, well, I guess you know they can put them late on the rumble, but you wouldn't have put that right before the women's rumble if that's going to start the match. But no, no, the women started last year, didn't they? So they should finish this year because this is. I the think third. it depends I, if they finish. Then I think we might get Rosie back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't or think. Becky Lynch. I don't think they'll finish with the Women's Rumble, though. It'll be the Men's Rumble, I'll always headline that. I, you know, no offence to the Women's Rumble, it'll, it'll always be the Men's Rumble that'll headline the pay-per-view. What about the year when the Women's Rumble did headline the pay-per-view? Ah, only because Rosie was there. <laughs> only because of Rosie. Uh, and it was the first. Was it not the first year? It was the first, aye, first yeah, it was Women's Rumble, and it was, it was Rosie. So, aye, I think it'll be the Men's Rumble. Right, let's get to the Rumbles then. Uh, women's Rumble, let's start off with that one. Gary, who you got? I've been saying Ripley, but I actually think I'm going to switch that and sort of Belair. I think Bianca Belair might win this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with Ripley because I think Charlotte and Nia will explode something. Surely Charlotte and Oscar will explode somehow and somehow they'll get the belt onto Charlotte to have Charlotte versus Ripley too. Mm, I, th- I think, you know, I'm going to give you an outside bet for it. I'm going to give you Bailey to win the because yeah they did feel as though her and Sasha kind of ended quite quickly and maybe that was uh, let's hold it off because we were just pushing it for the Mania match that's what I think it'll be for um, the Mania match that's the the way they'll get to is uh, getting Bailey. I think that's a very good shout John I think that's a very good shout Um, uh, I'm just bringing up the odds for the Women's Royal Rumble Oh, I haven't looked at the odds no you're a bad man I have decided not to look at them um, because I, I ruined it the year Randy Orton won. I ruined it by looking at the odds. So because <laughs> it takes yeah. Yeah, it takes away half the fun. Okay, it, like, I, I won't give you. We the have a, we have a rule with the predictors as well as you're not allowed to look at the odds. So right, okay, I won't give you the odds on on the match. Um, uh, right, let's go to let's go to the male uh, Royal Rumble. Then, what do we think? This is where I was going to say the Fiend returns. Randy's somehow in the match quite late. The Fiend returns and the Fiend wins, maybe with or without help from Bliss. But, I mean, he's, uh, he's not been injured. It's been storyline. I think you're half right. I think that's going to happen. But I think it's going to be um, that The Fiend intervenes when we are looking at Orton versus Edge because obviously that's the feud that we've seen. And I think Edge wins the Rumble. Edge wins the Rumble. I'm so what are you thinking? You're thinking Edge, Roman, and then who's 
sorry, Edge Roman for Mania, or are you thinking Edge Drew? No, Edge Roman, I'm saying for Mania. And then yeah. I, I, unless that's my heart, I think it's going to be Goldberg. <laughs> but, but I'll go for Edge. He's a better spear. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an off the bat. I think with, you know, this was meant to be the Rock. I think they'll go back to the well. Um, I think they'll get Cena, and I think Cena will win the Rumble mm-hmm. and go on to to fight Reigns at WrestleMania. I think an outside bet would be Sheamus to face Drew. Ooh, that is a good outside bet. That is a good outside bet, actually. Are we, are we putting money on Damien Priest definitely debuting in this match and having a oh, he's, good run? They've, they've got yeah. to, that's got to be the test of the waters, one where yeah. they put him in there just uh, to see what the reaction is. But I, I think he'll that, be... I think it, start to say he, Priest will be a star come right. Monday morning. Yeah, do we think um, any other NXT people we will see in the Royal Martinez, Rumble? Martinez and Ripley in the Women's Royal Rumble kind of. Uh, I think, I think, and also, um, yeah, I. Um, Can we add in Mia Yim to that and have like Mia Yim uh, coming as Mia Yim, then get eliminated, <laughs> then come in as retali- retaliation or retaliation? They should have the, the, the three Alexa Blisses come in as well. I right? think. Sure, I, I think there'll be obviously in the women's rumble to make up the numbers. There'll be there'll be a, a few in from there. I can't yeah. wait to see Shotzi come down in her tank. That'll be. Uh, I awesome. think we'll see um, Indy Hartwell as well because she's you know they always go for taller people that can get people over the ropes. So I think. And the Hartwell, I think Gonzalez, I think Gonzalez pop up, and she might be MVP in it. Aye, I think that's because you need the you need the, the taller women if they're going to stick yeah. with over the top rope rule. You need the you know the more powerful women. So I think Ripley, Gonzalez, Hartwell. Martin but could you imagine if they had to just go through the middle rope women's battle royal? I mean, that oh. would just it wouldn't go down well. <laughs> no. It wouldn't go down. No. Um, the other one, I guess, from NXT, I think Bronson Reed. They might put Bronson. Oh, aye, that would be amazing. John, just I've warned you about this before. Call him by his fucking name. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I'm not what is his name, John? I'm not getting. No, it's Bronson Reed to me. It's Bronson Reed. Thick boy. Big I hope he comes out with a cello so we can see it's Broncello. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Bronson Reed. Um, so yeah, that that's that. I reckon will be the surprise. End. Well, so surprises. So that'll be NXT. Any sort of surprises you can think. Seen as I think is the obvious for me would be the surprise. You might get HBK or Trips because I think I they're think Triple be low H on Legends. Aye, I think Triple H. Um, the you know we look at Legends night that just happened. I think there's maybe more on the women's side. I think we could see Tori Wilson again. Um, because she's been involved in a few of them, uh, but looking at the male side, there's no very many that are still active wrestlers that are, you know you could maybe see. Kurt, maybe no, because Kurt's retired and stuff. As mind you, come back for a rumble appearance if you've retired. Sometimes do you know? I um, I I think maybe, but it's a bit Kane? of an odd one. Um, Kane Glenn might come no, out at some point. That's but, that, no, and truly, no. show they might put show out as well. Oh, Big Show will, aye, right, yeah. that's my shout. Big Show will definitely be there. I'm stealing that one. That's, right. um, <laughs> he lives in Florida. He's done some media duties and he was at Legends Night. There's oh, he will every there. single he box and is big enough to put anybody on the top rope. And so. you will eliminate Randy and then... The- aye, there you go. You've got all, all, your, uh, all your wee battles there with, with him. But, yeah. Uh, the, one, the one that I would love to see, and I know that he's medically disqualified despite having... Been in a match recently. 
Christian, if you stick him in after Edge has been in, that would be fantastic. That would be very good. That would be very good. Oh, well, we're all excited. The Rumble is our favourite pay-per-view of the year. Uh, Rab and Gray will be talking more about it. Um, and we're hoping to get a bonus episode out as well for a Royal Rumble preview with the boys. So that should be interesting, considering they now started, started watching wrestling. So that'll be good. Um, uh, the punning uh, will be back. Well, is it going to be back? You're going to have to get on the Twitter and decide. Uh, and remember, guys, that someone has to tell Grado this week that John called him a bin raker. Right, right. Okay, don't do that. But uh, the, 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 the punning might be going. It might be staying. You've got to make a decision. Please go onto the Twitter and get on to Rab. Uh, he wants to get rid of it. I want to keep it, but uh, we'll decide what happens on the show on Friday. Looking for your Wrestling Daft road stories and the list of Wrestling Daft. Um, it was... The surprise, favourite surprise entrance or the best surprise entrance went up against the best Royal Rumbles. And it was surprisingly the best surprise entrance that won it. So Rab will be ranking his three favourite surprise entries in the Rumble this week on the show. Um, in the meantime, get on to patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Sign up to our Patreon for more content and get yourself a t-shirt shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Any news from you, Gary? Yeehaw. Um, if yeah, I'll probably be staying up for the Royal Rumble and then maybe watching it and the watch along as well. So if you want to see me tweet along about um, how good or bad it is, then wrestling Gary. And if avoid this tw- avoid this Twitter if you're trying to avoid the results. I completely uh, don't follow me. Mute me if you want to uh, just see the, the Royal Rumble for the first time on Monday. Yeah. So uh, make sure you mute me if you want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, go back to enjoying yourselves on hot sauce. And Alex, um, you've been the star of the video version this week with your various uh, half naked and throwing your cat around the room. So she was being, she's not being fed today. And she was locked in, then locked out, then locked in and kept moaning that she was either locked in or locked out of my room. So yeah, there you go. You can get Alex is a cross between naked Midian and Natalia this week on uh, on wrestling. Uh, you can get Alex on Team 3D Artist on Twitter. Go and put up a picture of your cat on Twitter for the for everyone to see, Alex. Yeah, but then you can't bribe them to they have to pay for the Patreon to see the cat. All <laughs> oh, right, so you go, go, yeah, go and see the cat on Patreon. There. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening to Wrestling Daft. The Marks, enjoy the rumble. We'll be back with all the chat from it next week. Uh, until next, you may as well accept it's going to be like a fucking forty-minute, forty-hour episode next week of us talking about the rumble. It will be a big episode next week. Uh, until next time, though, keep marking out. Audio Frontier. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.